Cinco de Mayo, kids. Welcome to Awkward Silence. Yeah. Now with 20% more fanfare. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the show, everybody. Back on Thursday where it belongs. Uh, my name is Brian Malika. Of course, if you're watching us live, like so many millions do every week, uh, you can always participate with us uh, in the live chat. If you miss us live, shoot me an email anytime, awkward at vegasvideonetwork.com. You can subscribe to both the audio and the video version of the show via iTunes. I recommend both. You can't be too careful. So, um, I am not going to babble on very long today because we have an awesome headliner who I am excited to talk to and you're going to be excited to hear from. Uh, so uh, just a couple of things. The first thing, uh, and, and Scott, you can correct me if I'm wrong. So we have these amazing people that are here watching the show. Uh, they're here uh, every week. I believe they're on the payroll. That's not my concern. Um, but uh, I see this lovely young lady is actually, she, she, she's like our stenographer. She has paper and... Is official, it like official? Because look, there's no way I can keep track of all the things that you say. Right. This can't be done. <laughs> Plus of all the magic that's going on over here. Right. So I. Uh, is it going to be like old school Oprah, where you could order like the written transcript of the show? <laughs> that's a lot of motherfuckers. Is all you, I'm you, saying. You, and yeah. the way she she writes it is like he's such bad words here. <laughs> Just come up with like a shorthand notation for that. All right. Bad. Good. Good to know that that's an option. Uh, I, uh, a couple things I want to uh, talk about really quickly before we get to our headliner. First, let's just get Fit or Fat over with, please, if we can. There we go. Uh, so for the second consecutive week, uh, I'm up a pound. Whatever. Okay? Go ahead. Show it. Very accurate. Absolutely. Son of a bitch. iPad working then? All right. Uh, also for the second consecutive week, I'm wearing uh, clothes that are inappropriate for my size. I, uh, this is definitely uh, a little bit too small. And it's bright red, just in case you were almost going to walk by me and not see the C cup situation. Uh, I'm, I'm making sure you're turning your head. So take that, society. Uh, uh, so good, that's done, uh, over with. Uh, I also want to touch on the, uh, the topic that we brought up last week and we're going to be covering for the next few shows, uh, specifically questions uh, and, and uh, advice, I guess, geared towards uh, people out there who've always wanted to do stand-up. You're gearing up for your first ever time on stage. Uh, some of the common questions that we get. Uh, last week's tip, if you remember, is, uh, is, is prepare, right? Write your set down. Don't wing it. It will go horribly if you wing it uh, on your first time. Uh, if, uh, and, and, and when you write things, know where the funny part is supposed to be. It might not be funny, but know where you think it's supposed to be, and you'll already be light years ahead of most other open micers. Uh, today's tip, uh, and this is something we, we may have covered before, but I really want to stress it. Uh, when, uh, when you first start out, right, so now you have these jokes. You've prepared, you've written them down. Uh, and, uh, and you're nervous, as you probably should be, that uh, you're going to tell these jokes and no one's going to laugh, right? So uh, there's sort of this need to, to want to know that this stuff is funny. So you might be tempted to go you know, to wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, uh, and try your jokes out on them. You're going to want to go ahead and not do that, all right? It's not going to work out for you. All right, what's the best case scenario? All right, you tell these jokes to your mom in the kitchen, and your mom laughs and says, oh, you are the most clever boy in the world, right? Uh, Okay, cross one person off the list that likes your jokes. Now, if the other 200 people in the room are exactly like your mother's sense of humor, you're gonna do fine. That's the best case scenario. Let me tell you what's probably gonna happen, all right? You're gonna tell them your jokes. It's not gonna work out that well because stand-up is not meant to be enjoyed one-on-one -on -one in a kitchen, all right? So they're not gonna laugh uh, all that hard uh, and you're gonna feel like shit. It's gonna shatter your confidence, which is probably already a little dicey because you're about to do stand-up for the very first time. Uh, you're, uh, and more importantly, it's probably going to give you an excuse to not do it. Uh, in seasoned comics will find ways to sometimes sabotage themselves. When you're first starting out and you're about to take that big plunge, you're almost looking for a reason. 
uh, you know, to, to back out. And this is, this is that reason. Well, I tried the joke. It didn't go over well. It was my best friend. He definitely would have told me if it was funny. Uh, I, I got to start over. I'm not going to do it this week. There's no way you're ever going to know. That's sort of the great thing and the scary thing about stand-up is it's trial by fire. The only way you're going to know if this stuff that you've written is funny and it has mass appeal is getting in front of the masses and trying it out. And it might not work, but so what? Then you start over. Uh, I promise you that, that bombing sucks, but it doesn't suck as bad as you think it will suck. The fear of bombing is worse than actually bombing. And I know because I've had both a lot. Uh, all right, so there it is. That is my, uh, my tip to uh, the, uh, the people just starting out uh, this week. Uh, enough of me. Let's get to our headliner. All right, so uh, like I said, I'm very excited about our headliner today. He's, uh, he's someone that I personally am a big fan of. Uh, if you have not seen him before, uh, I recommend that you do so. Uh, you may have seen him on NBC, CBS, BET, Showtime. Uh, he's got his own Comedy Central Presents special, and we are very excited to have this man here today. There's the website. As I introduce him, please go check it out. It's the one and only Vince Morris, everybody. Hey, how How's that for timing, right? <laughs> Pro. <laughs> good, to have, good to have you to be here. Smooth, right? We had a little, a little transitional problem, but I'm good. Everything's all right. I'm good. You know, I was, uh, I was checking out your website today. Nice website, by the oh, way. Thanks. It looks like somebody uh, who's not a comic designed that website for um, you. A gentleman by the name of Say M, S-A-Y-E-M is his last name. Yeah. Very great with graphics, very great with all the websites. So he's a, he's a monster with it. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's a great website. I was checking it out. And you have something on your bio that uh, it kind of made me smile because it, it, it's sort of a it's one of those things that I think only uh, relates to, to stand-up. You described yourself in your bio, and uh, excuse me if I get the, the exact phrase wrong, but uh, an up-and-coming veteran yeah. of stand-up comedy. <laughs> Dude, that is, that is a, it's an oxymoron <laughs> in every job except stand-up, where you can actually be a veteran and an up-and-comer. Yeah, uh, yeah. What do you consider that to be? Uh, it's, it's an oxymoron. It's a, it's a, it's a duly noted, well-deserved oxymoron. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I'm an up-and-coming veteran because we're all... Every comic is chasing that dream to become, you know, the next big thing, so to yeah. speak. So, but not to take away anything that I've done in the past, because every every once in a while I have to check myself and go, I've done a lot. So, you yeah. know, I mean, I mean, I'm, I've done a, I've done a pretty fair amount of things. So I should be really happy. So, but every once in a while you get like, fuck, man, I should quit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I'm, I consider myself a becoming veteran. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, there, there is no, there, there's sort of this weird hierarchy almost in stand-up comedy, and you climb so hard to get to that next rung, and you're standing there, you're like, yes, and then you're like, oh, shit, look at that guy. Yeah, right? look at that guy. He's been doing it for two weeks. He has YouTube videos <laughs> right? of him shooting fireworks out of his ass, and he got 12 <laughs> right. million hits. Viral. Yeah, yeah. 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 dude, totally. Now he's, now he's headlining and shit, you know. <laughs> right, no, but, yeah. but even, even not that. But like, so you headline a lot of the A rooms around the country, right? And B's and C's. <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> but I'm sure like some of the people that, uh, that maybe open and feature for you uh, while you're in an A room headlining, they might headline in maybe some C and some yeah, D rooms. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And even then, you know, like, uh, like for example, you're working with, uh, you're, you're at Brad's Garrett's room, you're, yeah, you're headlining with, all week. Uh, yes. But I'm, I'm working with Kathleen Dunbar, so she and I are both flip right, flopping. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, she's a headliner mm -hmm. in her own right. Uh, so, but in addition to headlining Brad Garrett's room, you've also, the past couple nights, gone over to Wallace. Yeah, uh, George uh, Wallace's uh, show. Yeah, open George. Yeah, George Wallace was kind of asked me to come over and do some time on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's never seen me work before. He's, he's known of me. Then he liked what I did. He asked me to come back Wednesday, and he asked me to come back again tonight. So I'll be there again tonight. So. 
See? So, yeah. so that's, but that's what it is. So you're, you're sitting here, you're headlining a, a pretty solid room, and then yeah. somebody who's sort of that next rung oh, up is yeah. like, why don't you come down here, do yeah. some time before me? Absolutely. So it never ends when you're no. in stand-up. It's just a cycle. I know. It is. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy, like you say, hierarchy. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to do uh, my show and then go uh, run over and do Georgia's show. That's like, that's like old school stand-up. Like, you know, you hear people that, you know, maybe were uh, uh, working in New York during the, the boom or L.A. during the boom when they would hit a bunch of different clubs in the night and, mm -hmm. and do all this stuff. It's kind yeah. of, you're doing that, except yeah. you're, you're getting paid. <laughs> they, they were working for, for, you know, green beers. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. with tape on it. Yeah. Ta that's the way it's served, <laughs> traditionally, sure. Uh, the, you know, the other thing is, uh, uh, about what you were saying, an uh, uh, up-and-coming veteran is, uh, the word veteran sort of means different things to stand-ups. I mean, look, any job you go to, you've been in a job for five years, you got that job down, you know what I mean? Maybe you're one of the veterans of the office. In stand-up, you've been doing stand-up for five years, you probably don't know shit, uh, or at least not what you're going to know in ten. Well, I'm, I've been doing stand-up a lot longer than five, ten, <laughs> right. You never ask. A couple ask. years. You never, you never ask right. a, a man how many years he's doing comedy <laughs> or, his, or his weight. Right. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, every night I still, you know, will come home or go back to the room and say, all right, I think I learned something differently. So I don't ever want to learn everything, you know, because then it's, it's done. It's over. Yeah. And so comedy is an ongoing trial and error kind of a thing. I mean, I think you grow as your material grows and vice versa. So the things I'm doing... This year, I wasn't doing last year because I was in a different place. Right. And next year, hopefully, it'll be a different place, you know, so it but, just continues. And you have to. Otherwise, it'll go crazy. I mean, look, I, I'm sure you've worked with, with some people who, who stopped giving a shit about learning a long time oh, ago. Oh, I have a list of those <laughs> Right? And they're just, it's, it's bitter and it's angry and just the really the saddest people you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, I mean, I mean all comics, we're all bitter. I mean, just, I, mean, sure. I, I mean, just how do you hide your bitterness? How do you redistribute your bitterness, you know? But... Um, there's a lot of guys who I look at, I've seen who do the exact same bits they've been doing for years. I mean, I got stuff in my, in my arsenal that I've done for many years. I'm, I'll pull out, but I mean, as far as the core of it, you know, you at least try to make it different, you know, yeah. try to change up a little bit. But there's a lot of guys out there who just stick with it and they don't, no, change nothing. It's verbatim. Right, and it's easy to do, uh, you know, because you, you work so hard, right, developing material. You get to the point where you're a headliner, you got this 45 minute or this hour, mm -hmm. and it works. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's a good feeling. You know, oh man, I got to say it's going to kill every night. And then you're just like, well, I'm good then. I guess this this will work. So why bother changing it? But yeah, at that but point, it's like why it's, bother? Oh, it's yeah. old and still, but the monotony of it is just it should get to you. you right. know? Exactly. I mean, it gets to them too. I'm sure, but they just don't like they don't maybe don't give a shit or they just don't want to mm. push themselves to try to do something different. So when you say we're all bitter, which is obviously very true, what makes you bitter? Like, uh, because you're a guy who's had a lot of success in his life. I mean, yeah. is, is it looking at that person ahead saying, God, you know, I, I, feel like I, I feel like I got it more than that person. Why, you know, when is it going to happen for me? Or what, what's the bitterness? I mean, yeah, we always compare ourselves to other people's careers. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I do that. But I mean, what makes me upset is the fact that the lack of respect that the comedy industry has towards comedy. Mm. That's what makes That's a running better. theme on this show, my friend. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so it's the disrespect that people who are in charge of comedy have towards the art of comedy. That's what makes me upset. Yeah. Because what they deem as funny um, is not really that, it's not necessarily that funny, but since it's on TV, then the masses think that that's what's out there. Right. So that's what I'm really upset about. You know, and right. you got guys who go up and do that, that kind of shit just to appease these people right. so they can get on TV. So that's what really makes me upset. Because the great, greatest comics are guys and women you, you may not necessarily heard of. You right. know? Oh, for sure. They're in the cars right now, going from gig to gig, living right. out of the cars, you know, just killing bars and clubs and outdoors, colleges, you name it. So. Absolutely. We got a question for Vince? We do. Uh, Paul wants to know, based upon that lack of respect, have you ever produced your own comedy show? 
Um, no, but I am. I have been approached. In what respect? I mean, I, I produce my own comedy show. I mean, me doing my stand-up. But as far as like an actual show where it's maybe 15 minute, 20 minute, 30 minute, like a show like this, no, I haven't done it yet. But I have been approached to do a show um, uh, based on my own personality, my own point of view, that I am looking into doing. That's not a network, but it's a, it's another, it's another, um, another venue. What about the internet? What about just like uh, like stand-up wise? You know, like you, you've had it with bookers, you had it with club owners. You ever just say, fuck it, you know what, I'm going to get my own room. Uh, I'm going to put the people that I think are funny in. Have you ever tried that? A lot of comics feel like that's kind of the wave of the future. I mean, I, but I can't get paid like that. That's a know? good point. Well, you know, you know if I, would, I would love to do that maybe once a month, once a week in my hometown, so to speak. You know, if mm -hmm. I can do that, yeah, that's another avenue. But as far as like for full time, no, I wouldn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I got to see the people. I had to get out different parts of the country, the world, and talk to different people. I can't just be isolated. Yeah. Yeah, so. No, that's a great I point. I would like to do it once a week, maybe once a month, so to speak, in my hometown, but right. not full-time. No, it's not beneficial. How long you been, well, I don't, I don't have to answer exactly how many years, but uh, Road, you've been, no, you've been doing. Now, if you go to my website, you can see. I got <laughs> decades of me doing right. comedy. If you go to my website and click on video, you'll see different decades of me, decades of me right. doing comedy and different TVs corresponding with that decade. Yeah, but so you. So when you see the TV that's hooked up next <laughs> to the 8-track to set, <laughs> then you fucking know what I'm talking that about. That is definitely not flat screen, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Uh, but, uh, but, but when it comes down to you know you being out there, being on the road like you were just talking about, or working in the big cities, which I know you've done as well, like, yeah. do, you, do you have a preference? Do you like one over the other, or is it just whatever the next gig is? I like women. Okay, fair okay. enough. That's no. A, <laughs> no, my pre no, road, no. say no more. No, no, uh, no, we just didn't have a preference. No, um, I like... You know what? No, there's something to be said about big rooms, professional rooms. You know, they have a really uh, nice feel. And then, and then there was like kind of corporate ties type rooms. You know, then there's other rooms that are kind of dirty and gritty. Then there's like there's basic like, you know, bar, restaurants. Every room has its own personality. And some room, I played a bowling alley <laughs> um, in Newark, Ohio. Jesus Christ. About... Um, I want to say like four months ago. See, four, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Four months ago. You're a guy, you got a Comedy Central special. Yeah. You've been all over TV. Yeah. You headline A rooms around the country. Four months ago, I was dude, in, dudes in a bowling alley. It was called in Newark, the, Ohio. The Lane. That's not even yeah. the biggest Newark in the country, no, it's for not Christ's even, sake. Not New Jersey. It's Newark, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. um, I played a bowling alley in Newark, Ohio about four months ago, and it was a grand opening, uh, first time I ever did stand-up. Uh, and it was, in a, it was in literally a room off to the side, where, I mean, if you left the doors open long enough, you could hear the bowling, but it wasn't. It was, it was more isolated. And it was over like 150 people in there, and it was like a great show. Yeah. It was a phenomenal show. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Right. Well, well, let's talk a little bit about some of the TV you've done. What, what was sort of the first TV spot you ever got? Uh, just to let you know where I'm coming from. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first time I was ever on TV was with uh, John Bynum. It's, it was called Comedy on the Road. Okay, I remember that yeah, show. Yeah. I remember that show. So, Absolutely. yeah, it was my first time ever on TV. And that's got to be like a crazy exciting, you know, deal, Oh, my God, yeah. Right? Is yeah. it one of those where you expect like, dude, when I wake up tomorrow, shit's going to be different for me. I'm on television. You or know, did you I mean, kinda, it you was know. a simpler time. It was a different time back then. You know, you young kids today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once we got electricity, comedy really was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it was a simpler time in respect that it was a lot happier. I mean, I mean the hunger was different. Yeah, the motive was different because it wasn't, I mean, everybody wanted to, to aspire to be a sitcom actor or a movie star, but the means of it was different. You know, um, it's not as quick as it is now. People don't want to, they circumvent what it is to be a stand-up just so they can be a comedic star. Yeah, so um, back in the day when I, when I did comedy in the road, um, I was excited just to do that, yeah. you know. 
I was just hoping that, you know, I can go back out in the clubs and keep keep it moving. I wasn't expecting, like, tomorrow everything's going to be crazy, Yeah. you know, but um, I was just reveling the moment, you know. Well, what do you consider to be your, your biggest accomplishment, stand-up-wise? Stand whether wise? it's TV or, or, or a live show you did, whatever it is, what, what do you look back and say, wow, that's, that was big? Oh, my, my Comedy Central Presents was pretty big. Which is a great special. I've seen yeah, it a couple yeah, times. Yeah, that was special. really big, um, and I was really upset because, I mean, here's, uh, this is this is really fuck you up. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, like, not, like now Comedy Central, they run like Comedy Central after dark. Right. So they can, it's uncensored. But right. back when I did it, we had our own sets. We, we designed our own background. Yeah. You know, they were going over your set with a fine tooth comb, which you could yeah. and couldn't say. And it was a part where, um, in my act, where they didn't want me to do, because they saw it on paper. Uh-huh. And the joke was, um, but they let me still do it. But they were kind of skeptical about it. Um, the joke was, um, Something to the fact that, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to promote racial harmony and unity because I don't want to get shot. Right. Okay. And, I, and I said, ha ha, my ass. I said, Everybody in the history of mankind who's ever promoted racial harmony and unity is gone. JFK, pow, Martin Luther King Jr., pow, Malcolm X, pow, Mega Evers, pow, Gandhi, pow, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right? So that was a little too risque. That for was them? a little too risque. That bullshit. And now you turn on comedy and oh go, "I'm gonna pull a life set out of my ass and watch this kitten lick it." Right. You know, I was like, "Come on." <laughs> and then, dude, some of the some of the newest present specials, like you, you can't even you can't even listen to them unless it's after dark. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it's bleeped across the board. Yeah, so, and you yeah. couldn't do a Jesus joke too soon. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, no, I get uh, yeah. It's a little, little fresh. So, you know, in mine, I, I didn't cuss. It was squeaky clean, you yeah. know. But as far as like compared to what they allowed now. And compared to what they were scrutinizing back then, it's like it's completely, completely 180. Right. We got so, another question for Vince? We do. Jeff wants to know if he's ever written for uh, other comedians or for shows like sitcoms. Um, for other shows, no, I've submitted some stuff for shows. But for other comedians, yes, I've helped. There's a couple guys, a good friend of mine, that, of mine that ask different things. And uh, a lot of comics in my neighborhood, any guys I run across on the road or in general, I like to watch all the shows. I'm the one guy at every show, any of the comics in a row know who work with me. You know, I watch the MC, I watch the feature, I watch the guests about every night. I just sit in the back because I'm a fan of comedy. You know, I like to watch it. And throughout the week, I'll give guys tips. You know, so I, I guess I kind of write, write for them. Mm-hmm. I give them a, a line here, a line here, but sit down and specifically write jokes like, all right, here's a joke for you. Not really, but we just bounce bits. Yeah. Well, what about since we're kind of talking, uh, you know, the, the past few weeks about people that are looking to make that, you know, that jump and try stand up for the first time. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest mistake you see maybe, uh, you know, people at the MC or the, uh, the guest spot level uh, make, you know, when you're sitting in the back of the room just kind of shaking your head like, you know, one day you're going to lo- learn that's a mistake. But, uh, um, besides getting on stage? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> some, people, some people that is the mistake. Yeah, that is a mistake. Honestly, a lot of people need to quit. But, uh, <laughs> Honestly, that's just, that's, it is it, what it is. Every job's not for everybody. It's an art form, and people don't look at it as an art form. They don't realize it is an art form, so they disrespect it. And I'm like, man, a lot of you guys need to fucking stop. Right. I mean, that should be, it should be a, it, instead of last comic standing, they should have a show called, all right, one time, and you're done. Okay? <laughs> everybody get it's one time. It's a working title. Stay. It's a little clunky. Yeah, one, we'll one and done. Yeah. We call it one, one and done. That's better. You See? know? Um, Punch here. So, uh, I mean, as far as, like, Watching a guy, I mean, the, the mistakes I think I see a lot of guys make is that they're not, they, don't, they don't speak from a, a point of view. They're not, they're not, they're not original, so to speak, in respect. They're not telling you how they feel, how they think, what, 
what their uh, lifestyle is about and how you know how it affects them. For they sure. just go maybe for the dirty, or they'll go for other jokes or variations of other jokes that I've seen. You know, so that's like you know that's like one of the biggest mistakes. But that's a mistake that I see a lot of headliners make too. So yeah, you know, that, yeah. You know, so it's like it's not it's, just delegated to. To just opening acts, this guy's been doing it for years. I'm like, man, that's not your fucking bit. Yeah, you know it, and you know it. It's not your fucking. Bit. Are you ever one of those guys that'll that'll call somebody else on it, or just you, you do it what you just, need to no, do? No, you know what? Uh, unless it's a personal close friend of mine, yeah, that I know is is their bit. Other than that, nah. Unless it's my, I, I've never seen anybody doing it my best. Thank God, because yeah. I would, I would probably try to hurt them. <laughs> but that's, that's honestly, that's not even well, a joke. I'm actually, yeah. I've never done a bit of yours, but now I'm like afraid. So I think whatever you're doing is working. Oh yeah, I would yeah. never. I mean, I take that much pride and respect in what I do. I wouldn't do somebody else's joke verbatim. I wouldn't, I wouldn't knowingly do somebody's joke. And I think if someone did that to me, I would, I would confront them in a way like, hey man, this is this come from my heart, my mind, my soul. But that's it. That you, you know? come, you come from a place where only you can really come from. You know what I mean? Yeah, so and I would, hope, else, I would yeah. hope so. There's right. a lot of this parallel thinking. I mean, everybody's going to think right. in that kind of a way. But as far as just disrespecting somebody and doing a joke, man, I don't have time for that shit. Yeah, no, it's, no. It, and, and, that, and that gets around. Like, even if nobody calls mm -hmm. you on it, comics know, yeah. and uh, it, it, you just don't want to do it. What else we got, Scott? Uh, greatest uh, screen name so far, Jet Set Chet wow. wants to know, uh, what's his method for getting booked? Does he cold call or send out reels, or is he going through an agent or some other way? I mean, how does he get a bowling alley gig in Newark, uh, Ohio? Did the manager call him? How did that all happen? Well, Jet Set Chet. <laughs> um, yeah, right I, I, have, I have agents for different things. I have agents for, for TV and, and whatever auditions and commercial agent uh, whenever I'm around. But I book myself. You know, uh, I don't have a PA agent, which is a personal appearance agent when it comes to stand-up. So I book myself, mm -hmm. except for colleges. But um, no, the, the, the bowling alley gig came from a good friend of mine who's also a stand-up comedian. Who was who does a lot of work around Ohio area, and she was just looking for different venues to open up another market. Mm -hmm. So she found this particular uh, place outside of, the, of right next to the bowling alley or in the bowling alley, and she asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was available that day, mm -hmm. and so <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I oh yeah, it was a great show. So yeah, I booked myself. So I'm, I cold call clubs, you know, uh, email. The whole thing. Yeah. The wow. hustle. And, and, and that is, it is. It's the hustle. And how many of, of those, you know, calls that you make and emails that you send, how many, how many attempts would you say it takes on average? I mean, you're a guy that's got a little bit of name recognition. Yeah, so. it's, I'm still yeah. emailing. Frustrating. Yeah, see? It's fucking, it's frustrating. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, I still get, I get the shaft, get to run around. You know, they can, and they, they, I get bypassed people who want to, who, for guys who put butts in the seats. You know, they're like, hey, this guy's selling out because, you know, his YouTube video. Is X Y Z or this that and the other? You know, is yeah. he funnier than me? No. Right. Is more talented? No. But hey, people adore him or adore her because of one thing. But that's the that's the nature of the beast now. Right now, it's not about what's funny. Yeah. yeah. Will you will you still like uh, go and and fe and feature somewhere? Oh hell yeah! You know, I MC you know. feature. You yeah. name it. Yeah. I mean, my home clubs. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna go on the road to MC. But I mean, right. as far as like, if I'm a if I'm a town and they ask me to MC uh, at my hometown in Ohio. Yeah, our feature. Hell yeah. 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 Cause you, cause you're a family man. We were talking about it on the way mm -hmm. over here. You know, you got, uh, you got a little kid as, as do I. Two year old baby girl. See that? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so that's, sir. that, that's, that's rough, man. Like I said, you know, I, uh, when, when I found out my wife's pregnant, I, I kind of got out of it. I got freaked out, and I, you know, and I'm like, all right, yeah. get it. It's time to get a job. Uh, 
that's, that's got to be rough for you. Because, you know, look, when you're a comic and you're on your own, there's some pressure to, you know, get out there and, mm -hmm. and you know, get money for gas and get money for food. You got a little girl to think about. Like, that's, you, that's pressure with a big P right there. But you know what it is? What it is, I've been doing this for exactly <clears throat> years now. Right. And, couple, um, no. But it's just like, you know, I, I'm taking it. I'm, I'm I'm taking it as I get as as I go. I'm not, I can't force it, but I mean other avenues. I'm starting you know to to bring an in income, you know that I want to do that. I'm starting to do on the side. You know my I, I still I have a t-shirt line that's on my website that's taken off pretty well. And uh, plus I'm starting to do uh, a lot of other things that I don't want to say right now, but it's not fair cool. enough. But yeah, but um, yeah. but yeah, it's just not it's, it's just not stand up. But the bulk of it is stand up. Yeah, but, yeah, but I can't quit. You but you almost have to. And like in in, in 2011. I mean, comedy is not sort of what it was in whatever no. year you might no, have started, right? Yeah. So you, you, you have to find other ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I mean, because the clubs are, comedy is the only business in, literally, the only industry in the world, and maybe in this galaxy, because I don't know how they, right, how they do it other places. Yeah. That where the, the cost of, uh, uh, of living goes up and the pay goes down. Right. I mean, blatantly goes down. Right. Because it's unregulated. <laughs> right, and, and, and the, tic the ticket prices go up, and, and the drink prices up. go up. Go up. But, but the reason people showed up that day, that, <laughs> that stays right yeah. there. Oh the, oh, the reason why, the, the guy who they're coming to see. Right. Yeah, yeah. you're paying. No. <laughs> That's it's the yeah, same it's, as it was in 89. You're it's welcome. It's an unregulated, yeah. illegal type system. Yeah, <laughs> it is nice. What else we got, Scott? Uh, both Tim and Jeff want to know, uh, are you using YouTube or any other kind of social media to generate interest? And if you have, is it working? Yeah, I have YouTube. It's youtube.com uh, slash comedian Vince Morris. is my own YouTube page. Right. Um, I mean, it works to a certain extent. I mean, I got about eight, nine videos up there. But I'm, I, I have to, I'm not that guy. I've never been that guy that's always like self-promoting. I've never been the guy that say, hey, look at me. I'm funny. I, it, just takes, it just sounds funny for me right. to go, I'm the funniest guy. Come watch me. I, yeah. I admire those guys yeah. who used to... You know, they got the banners, the flyers, you know, they, they got the car with the, with the fucking banner side of the car to drive <laughs> it. Shit, yeah. I'm like, man, if I had that kind of balls to do that, you know, because this guy, his act sucks. <laughs> you're, you're literally getting a bunch of people to see how terrible but, you are. I mean, but I'm like, man, I, I, I can't do what he does. Yeah. You know, so it takes a lot for me to say. I'm just now, as, as I'm coming, you know, becoming the upcoming veteran, I'm just now getting comfortable saying, hey, I'm fucking good. Yeah. You know. So that's the stage you are? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just now saying. I mean, I never wanted to be that, never that, that kind of that, that brash with it, you yeah. know. But damn it, I'm good, right. you know. But I mean, I never. It, take, it takes a long time for me to say that, you yeah. know. But maybe that's why, you know, like the guys on YouTube now, everywhere they're, they're pushing their stuff. Come watch me, watch me here, watch me. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this video. I got this video, and you watch it like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> but yeah, so I do have YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. You know. Yeah. I'm not as active on it as I should it's be. It's baby steps. You're mm -hmm. getting there. So uh, what's yeah? So you're exploring these other avenues. You, you know, been doing stand up for a while. What, what's the what's the ideal career for you? Who, you know, what, if if you could say this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life, what's that look like? That's really interesting. I don't know. Um, stand up was definitely be a part of it. Sure. Um, I would. I mean, I'm not. Gonna, I mean, a sitcom or, you know, movies. I mean, everyone they always want me to come back out and do auditions, this that, and the other. But it has to be the kind of sitcom I want to do. Right. You know, or a show that I would be comfortable writing on. I wouldn't mind being a writer, but not in not like everyday staff. I'm going to be a writer from my home or wherever I am. I don't want to be in L.A. in a meeting every day right. with 11 other dudes banging out shit. I just want to be able to do it from where I am. Yeah. I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah. But um, I guess movies and television, if I get it, if, if it was the right kind of thing. Have you done much acting? Or? A little bit. Man, I don't, like, I don't like being judged. 
you know, like that. It's, you know what I mean? I don't like, this is weird. I don't I like mean, but that's judged. what stand-up is, though, right? Essentially, oh, but, you're just being judged for an hour. You're judging for what I'm doing from my heart, which okay. is different. I got you. You yeah. know, not being judged. Oh, my God, he doesn't look this way. Oh, my God, you know, you're not doing it like that. You know, you're not doing it the way I want to do it because I'm a casting director, and I think this is what it needs to be. So right. it's kind of hard for me to to get over that, you know, as soon as I walk into the door, they're looking at me, how is he, you know, you got to put on that air, hey, good to see you, right. hi, hey, <laughs> not, oh not my God, <laughs> you know, if I can, you know, <laughs> you know. You're pulling it off, I'm just saying, uh, but do uh, you think you could write, I, I always feel like, and, and maybe I'm just particularly selfish, but I always think it would be hard to, to be a comic and to write for yourself and to write for your own voice and kind of put everything you have into this. Uh, to, to switch that gear and then, and then do all that same work, but for somebody else. Do you, you don't think that that would be hard to, to kind of flip that switch? To write on my own show, yeah. On your own show, but, but like, to, if you were, like a staff writing position on somebody else? You, somebody I, else I would show. love to do that. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, to punch up like that, like I'm saying, if I can do it at my own leisure, mm -hmm. if I can do it, like, hey, Vince, this is a, a couple of guys have already approached me with different scripts and like, all right, I like to read something, go, all right, make this funny, make this funny, because I have an ear, knack, eye, sight for all that. I can see that and go, hey, this should be funny, try it, move it this way. That's not a bad gig. Right. You know, I wouldn't mind doing that because I do it whenever I do uh, the road. I'm looking at other guys' acts and go, hey, man, you would make that funny, try it this way. Yeah. Because I'm a fan of it. Right. And uh, see, yeah. I, th I think it goes back to something we were talking about on the show a couple of uh, weeks ago. Where we were talking about the difference between corporate people and creative people and how they clash because they'll just never understand each other. And they well, both think they're so that's important. That's Hollywood, man. Right. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, as, as, a, as a comic, you know, who, who, who writes this stuff, you know, you turn in this script and you're like, you know, this is me, man. This is, this is the show. This is hilarious. And someone's like... That's like someone you know, telling you your baby needs plastic surgery. Yeah, it's, and that's I'm awful. sure they would. That's, right, and, and exactly. That's another show we should pitch. <laughs> you know? Plastic surgery babies? Exactly. Done. Exactly, you know what I mean? I got a three-year-old. Make that's a real old, doll baby out. out of your baby. I'll make another one. Yep, uh, you know, make a real doll baby out of the baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's, I saw a documentary um, with uh, Rod Serling, right, from the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, sure. Way back in the 60s. I mean, maybe late 50s. Um, well, he, he was doing an interview because he, he wrote all those scripts, like 90% of those scripts himself, mm -hmm. and he was in control of it. And then the, the corporate part of it, it came down. They wanted him to rearrange it and stop it and do it this way, do it this way. He allowed some other writers to come in to submit their scripts, that, this, that, and the other. And he got to the point where he's like, he's like, fuck it, I'm done. You know, so even back then, you know, someone is, is crazy and out of his mind, but he was a genius, he still had people telling him what to do. You know, so it's like, that's a, it's a hierarchy that I, I don't know if I'm, I, I would be comfortable accepting. And don't you think maybe sometimes it's just, it's just a power struggle, it's just a pissing contest? I, I, that's well, what I think sometimes. They're like, you know what, you've written 90% of these shows that are crazy successful. Here's what I think. You know, it's almost like a way to say, don't forget who you are. But also it's the same, um, it's people justifying their jobs too, you know. Yeah. So it's a lot of different things that I've heard and I've seen. I don't know all of it, but from what I've experienced, it's people justifying the jobs, also the political aspect of it. It's a lot of politics in it, you know, a lot of corporate, a lot of guys in studios may say, all right, uh, B, we like your script, but we may do it this way because they're in cahoots with another agency who maybe to throw their guys on it because so they can get the 10%, so then, then they can split that 10%. It's all about, it's fucking convoluted. It's, it's gross. Kind of. It's to the point where the devil himself is like, <laughs> you fucking guys are crazy. <laughs> I don't know, how do you do that? You know. <laughs> <laughs> we got other questions, Scott? <laughs> yeah, Jeff wants to know, uh, is there any racial bias out there for getting bookings, or is it pretty much just a level playing field? Oh, it's all racial. <laughs> Not even, it's just it's, it, Hell yeah, it's all racial. It's fucking everything's racial. It's, it's all racial. 
It's Ray Shelley ratio. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just, here's the thing. You look at any A room, look at the website, see who's coming. You know? Bunch of middle-aged fat white guys? All <laughs> But they'll have a one black night, you know. Uh, I'm not considered, I'm not considered an urban act, you know, complete urban act. I'm considered a mainstream act, so to speak, I guess. Um, but every, every club has, you know, is 90% other than uh, black Latina, and unless they have one night, they have like, and they call like Whackout Wednesday or, or you know, uh, <laughs> you know, motherfucking Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We have an extra show. I call it. It's, it's, it's Negro Night. You know? <laughs> right. You know, we'll stock up on Hennessy and chicken wings. Bring all your. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's all racial. You, you don't see anything the other way? Like, look, you're not, you're not a middle-aged, uh, chubby white guy. Uh, so, you know, maybe, maybe there's a niche for you in, in, in some places. That doesn't exist? I'm asking. I, I'm, I, I'm the majority. So I, well, I'm not in, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm not really in competition to be a middle-aged white guy right. that's chubby. <laughs> right, right. Um, but the, the, the clubs, don't, they, don't, they really don't need they black don't patrons. They don't need black patrons. Even though, but they, they get them on one night. You know, because the majority of clubs, they don't care. I mean, they, just, they can survive with 52 comics that are white every year, every, every week, and the white people will come, but then they'll throw like a black act who's known has been in movies and television just to keep that quota going. Mm. But if you look at any, go online, look at any major chain to see what they're doing. And see who's coming up. So when you're on the road, like you go to you go to clubs, and you know that you know 50 weeks out of the year, it's it's going to be a white headliner. Do you when when you take the stage, can like do you feel it sometimes? Like these people are not used to seeing someone like me. Oh no, I don't care. I mean, I, I no, I'm saying I have my own fans, so, a little bit of a fan base well, for sure. But I mean, I, I can work regardless. But I'm saying just as far as the mindset of the clubs. Okay. So that's different right. because I mean, it's, it's just a, the, the the audiences they may want to see different a diversity, but the clubs are like, hey, this is what we got come out and see these shows. Right. You and know? funny, it's funny. When you get them, you get them. Yeah. So, but, it, but it's a lot of racial profiling and bias and all kind of stuff. Huh. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Wow. And, and you haven't seen it, have you seen it change at all? Or it's no. the same now as no, it was however many years ago? It, it hasn't changed. Wow. Only thing that's changed is that you have a black knight. <laughs> right, now you get black knight. Negro knight. You think I'm bullshit? Yeah, yeah, it's black knight. You know? huh. So one, one night of the week, you know, you guys come out, have a good time, and then we'll see you next week. <laughs> Did you get Negro Night, by the way, on the transcription? Did you get that? <laughs> Just put NN. Just put NN. <laughs> it'll it'll or, make sense or, later. Or N square. <laughs> <laughs> so so do, have you just gotten to the point where you're like, you know what, I'm not even going to worry about it? Or do you still, you know, do you feel like the need to, to go out there and, and, you know, fight for it at all? Or did you just say, look, it, it is what it is. I'll just take, I'll take the work I can get. I'm not going to go out and pick red battles. Oh, no, I have to look at it. It is what it is. I mean, they know who I am. Right. I mean, as far as a performer, but I mean, just you, I mean, I'm just going back from the initial question of, is a lot of racism in the clubs, and there is, but you know, I don't, I don't call them and go, you got to book me because I'm black, or you didn't book me because I'm black, right? You know, but this happened yeah. that I haven't been booked because of this and the other, or you get to a, get to a venue and you know, they say, all right, listen, I haven't <laughs> seen you know people who don't know who, what, what kind of show I do, don't don't do it this way, don't I don't know what kind of performance you have, but can you kind of go this way? I'm like, man, let me do my shit. <laughs> You know. So you, you really get that? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. listen, don't, don't start riling people up. Yeah, 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 is that, yeah, is that, yeah, that kind of thing. I've seen that. Yeah, I that's, experienced that. Yeah, that's great. I forgot what the blue light means, Scott. What, is, what does that mean? Uh, you to know, like, oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, What's this mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. What does that mean? We're, we're, what does this mean? We want a very professional. <laughs> we want a very professional. I'm not even show. doing this fucking show myself. I'm the host. <laughs> but what does this mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> so let's let, let's really quickly before we before we wrap up, which apparently we're supposed to do. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you're, you're down at Brad Garrett's room. Uh, yes. You're going to be there through the weekend. Yes. Uh, I'm telling people, come out and see you. It, it's going to be fantastic. It is How's a, it been so far? Honestly, it's like the, it's, it's a really great room, um, yeah. aesthetically, and just the people who run it. Um, Tony Camacho, who I've known for many, many, many years who, oh, yeah. from New York. He, he, he actually used to work uh, uh, in, in New Jersey, didn't he? Yeah, he the orange. Ra the, he rascals. He rascals, 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 rascals. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So Tony's a GM out here, yeah. um, and I'm uh, working with Kathleen Dunbar, and also, um, who else is... Um, Oh my God, I can't remember. John Bazaar, God damn. <laughs> John Bazaar. So it's all three of us are, are normal headliners, so it's right. a hot show. It's a great, everybody's professional, everybody is, is, is great, I love it. Yeah. So I'm having fun, man. That's cool. Yeah. So you mentioned that it was aesthetically a good, I know we're supposed to wrap it up, but uh, well, <laughs> give me your ideas. As somebody who's worked uh, you know, a, a ton of clubs and you've worked some, some shit rooms and used, aesthetically, speaking just from a comics point of view, if you could set up a club to look a certain way, what does that, what's that look like to you? Um, low ceilings, right? You know, and uh, I don't like high stages, right? I don't like we can look down. But I don't want people looking up at me. Right. Just, psychologically, they shouldn't look up to a performer, right? I don't think. Right. Um, I, the stage is flush with the audience. Yeah, it's got to be know? right up. Right yeah, up front. and the tables are right there. You know, and and the peripheral is not too far. I mean, everybody can see you. You mm -hmm. know, and they're right there in front of you. Mm -hmm. I think it should they should be close, proximity, and low ceiling, and just. Boom, right there. The stage is right in front. You can, the guy, whoever's on the front stage can, can reach out and touch your foot if they right. want to. They shouldn't, yeah. but yeah, they, they should. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah, don't, don't do ever, it. Don't ever touch <laughs> And yeah. then you've worked, I mean, but you've worked theaters too. I mean, yeah, yeah. so is that, is that a whole different animal? Yes, I love that. I just opened up for Boney James, a jazz musician, yeah. uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Ironically, in Norco Hall at the Midland Theater. See? So, yeah, it was 5,000 people there. Um, theater is different. Psychologically, um, you can get away with a lot more when you're when you're in the theater. Really, oh I would think God. it's the other way around. No, well, well, would, that's just tricks that I know. Me, me being an upcoming veteran, <laughs> right? That wouldn't tell those guys. But yeah, uh, you can you can get away with a lot more in the theater because psychologically, people expect it to be more of a theatrical performance. So you can take your time, you can pause, you can yeah. breathe and relax. It doesn't have to be because it's yeah. not like that. Because the laughter is so far out, you gotta get a chance to come back to you. You know the waves, and you can just relax. So that sounds it's much good. better. All right, yeah. and even the way you say "relax" makes me relax. I'm feeling better from before when you were accusing me of stealing your shit. See, not all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap it up, my friend. Give me a hell gig. You, you've done a few, I'm sure. I mean, it sounds like the bowling alley was good, but uh, in, in your career, it you was a hell gig. Uh, no, yeah, no. What is the worst gig? Worst oh, gig or craziest gig? Something man. that stands out in your mind when I say hell gig. You're like, all right, well, man, I've, I don't even know the um, the oh shit, man. Was there ever one just, you know, when you were starting out, maybe, maybe it wasn't as classy a bowling alley and uh, uh, people were giving you shit? There's got to be. There's got to be something. I, it, was a, it was a B room um, on the East Coast. Okay. One night, I remember. I'm doing my, uh, my pro-black people, get your black, get your shit together. My okay. socially conscious, sure. whatever, empowering and trying to make <laughs> people come together. Right. And, the, and the, the group of black people were there, they were hating it. <laughs> Which is which, which, <laughs> sounds like you're failing on a couple of different levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of hard when you try to tell black people to get this shit together. They get kind of nervous. Defensive, sure. Yeah. Um, so I had this one dude arguing back and forth with me. Um, it got to the point where, you know, uh, he was like, "What you gonna?" He, he goes, "I'm like," he's, he said something to the fact that, 
this shit ain't funny. I'm like, yeah, it's funny. If you shut the fuck up, we was going back. If we shut the fuck up, listen. And then he said, what you gonna do now? I'm like, the same jokes I did before I met you, motherfucker. And, <laughs> and, and this is, and then, and as I look, yeah. there's some white club owner in the back no. saying, I told you this would happen. No, this is motherfucking Friday. <laughs> More chicken wings and Hennessy. <laughs> no, no, but it, that, that club was known for that. And it's, okay. still, it's still running to this very day. Yeah. So, I mean, in the meantime, I saw people literally Scooting the chairs out, and they were, they, it was a line of people waiting to get out of the club. They were, it was a, it was a single file, like a fire drill, of people waiting to leave. They're leaving in yeah. droves, right? So this is no lie. And I, it, when everyone's gone, it's probably like 40 people left in the crowd. And I got done. They gave me a standing ovation. And the same fucker that was starting this shit, he was in the crowd. He, yeah. he, didn't, he never left. Of course not. Yeah. So we're on the bar. <clears throat> Afterwards, he came over him and his girl. He's like, yo, man, that shit was crazy, wasn't it? I'm like, man, I'm not shaking your head. You know, I didn't shake, I'm like, man, yeah, I'm not shaking your head. He goes, uh, he goes, man, the way you handled that was crazy, man. I mean, I did, I, that was, man, I was part of the show. And then the conversation I had with him after that, I kind of, I shut him down. I was like, man, listen, you weren't a part of the show. You were a part of the show in the most negative way. Yeah. And I can't, you know, it was, it was a really, it was, that's, that was like probably, I want to say four years ago. See? How can it, it never, and they always think they're helping, don't they? They yeah. always think they're helping. Yeah. Uh, ladies that and gentlemen, really Vince Morris, huh? Oh, thank you. Go see him this weekend, Brad Garrett's room at the Tropicana. You will not be disappointed. He's hilarious. If you don't uh, plan on being in Vegas, go to the website, vincemorris.com. See where you can see Vince next. Thank you very much, sir. Thank I enjoyed you. having you Appreciate on the show, you, brother. Thank you. And uh, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back. Brant Tobler back next week, so make sure you stay tuned. Bye.